It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? This is your host, The Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we are going to grade players part one for the quarter of the season, and we're going to preview the Blazers game tomorrow night. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you guys for making Locked Up Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so the Wizards are through the quarter mark of the season of the 2023-2024 season. The Wizards are now 4 and 2022. So they played 26 games. So that quarter mark way we do want to give grades. We're going to just, we're going to do three players at a time. Uh we'll probably do part 1, part 2, part 3. Um, possibly give Wes Hunsell Jr. grade. I think everybody knows what grade <laughs> he'll probably get. And uh, we'll go from there uh, before we get to uh, the halfway uh, part of the season. But um, let's start off with Kyle Kuzma. Um, just looking at his uh, regular numbers right now, he is averaging this season, uh, he's averaging 23 points a game, which is a career high. Uh, he's averaging six boards a game as well. He's shooting 36% from the three. So a lot of his numbers look good through 26 games. Uh, Brandon, what are what are your thoughts on Kyle Kuzma so far? Um, And we're going, we're going ahead and do grades? Yeah, we'll do grades. Too. Got you. Um, looking at Kyle Kuzma, man, um, he's been a constant source of points. We know that he's guaranteed a 20-piece every night. So, you know, he's definitely been a consistent source of points. Looking at him, uh, looking from three, shooting 36% from three, so his three-point shot has been fluid. Um, so I'm going to give him, man, I'm going to give him B plus. And the only reason I don't give him an A is because efficiency is often an issue. You know, it takes a lot. Sometimes, some nights it takes a lot of shots to get those 20-plus points. So efficiency is really the only knock because I feel like, you know, he has been that leader that we want him to be. You know, and he's been working with Den- uh, Denny, helping him out. Um <laughs> talking to Jordan Poole, I know they had their little moments, but uh, so leadership wise, you know, f- especially for our rebuilding team, has been fluid. And like I said, he's been a constant source of points, but you know, he uses his size well when driving the lane. Um, yeah, the shot, I, I get it, man. Like <laughs> he can hit three pointers and-, and he's a little too reliant on the three pointer, but I feel like he's he's be- he's been playing well, man. You know, he is he definitely hasn't struggled at all. I mean, you know, he's had a couple of off games, but mostly he's been very consistent this year. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with a B plus, man, because uh, looking at this uh, some more, man, I mean, average around 2,000 games, so he's not really somebody who fouls a lot. Uh, let's see, rebound number six rebounds a game, so, you know, he definitely gets in and get rebounds. Four assists, so he's definitely trying to get other people involved a lot more. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give him a B plus, man. Like I said, he has been very consistent. And being that score that we need every night, you know, when people other people struggle, we know that he's at least going to score twenty points. So I'm gonna give him B plus. The only knock with Kyle Kuzma, in my opinion, is efficiency. 
Uh, sometimes he does take a hit. You know, he shoots a lot of shots. Uh, sometimes he's very reliant on the three-point shot, selling for the three-point shot. Uh, I think that the grade can't get better going into the halfway mark if he drives more, uses the size more, and don't become too reliant on on three-point shots. You know, definitely try to, you know, play make, look at the mid-range, you know, do other things. But, yeah, I'm going to roll with the B-plus. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. I think he's done enough where the plan was to sign him to a um, a solid deal where it's the deal is $25 million a year and keeps going down. But I, I think that they a lot of people are upset that they re-signed him, that, you know, Dawkins, Winger, and Schlenk re-signed Kuzma. And I think he's doing what they signed him to do, which was kind of, you know, play well, get his trade value up, and yeah. see if they can flip for a first-round pick. I think right now you can get a first for him, and I think he's played up to that value for sure. And I think a playoff team certainly will try to trade for him before the trade deadline. So I think he's basically done his job as far as that. Um, 23 points a game, six boards a game, shooting 36% from the three, which is pretty darn good, shooting six threes a game. He's improved his three-point percentage. Um, you know, defensively, he's a solid defender, not a great defender, but a solid guy. You know, he's played good defense with the Lakers championship team. So he knows what to do when he really locks in. Yeah. Defensively, um, uh, there's a stat that uh, I saw effective field goal percentage on unguarded catch and shoot opportunities at 83.7%, which is number three in the league. That's from NBA University online um, on social media. Um, and just looking at some of the games he's had, like the Pacers game we just won, he put up 31 in that game. Uh, a lot of the games that, that we've won, he's put up some big numbers. 32 against Detroit, where we won 126 to 100. We only, we've only won four games, but you look at the wins against Charlotte, 132 and 116. We won that game. He put up 33 points in that game. He put 21, 13 boards against Memphis when we won 113 and 106. So, you know, when he has big games, we usually, I'm not going to say usually win, but those are some <laughs> of the games that we win. Uh, yes, the shot selection between him and Jordan Poole. I know you brought up the chemistry where they had like the worst chemistry in the history of the NBA or something like that, where they just yeah. haven't played well together. I think they're starting to figure it out. Like yeah. Tyus is starting to figure it out. Jordan Poole is playing better. So all these guys have kind of had to get used to each other. But I, I think Kyle Kuzma has certainly come in and done his job. He's the number one option on the team. He's seen a lot of, a lot of um, double teams here and there. A lot of teams are really focusing and keying in on him as the number one guy on a roster and he gets the basket, he gets downhill, he gets to the basket, he gets to the paint. When he doesn't settle for threes, then he's getting to the paint. Now the clutch situations have, he hasn't been as clutch as he used to be. Yeah. The Hornets game where he shot it basically from almost half court, that was frustrating. Uh, there was a couple of games where he's done that, where he's just pulled up out of nowhere and just shot threes, deep threes yeah. when we've had a lot of time on the shot clock. So that's been super frustrating for me. So that, that kind of dings his grade a little bit. But looking at some other numbers uh, right now, field goal attempts, he's six, so he's getting up a lot of shots. Yeah. Uh, Two-point field goals, he's 15. Two-point field goals attempts, he's 13. Field goals missed, he's fifth in the league. Usage percentage, he's 14th in the league with 31.3. So he has the ball in his hands a lot. We've seen a lot of point Kuzma a lot. So we've seen some turnovers from him as well where he's trying to kind of do too much. But there's at times where, you know, he's getting the ball and he's playing pretty well with, with the basketball in his hands. He's averaging 2.4 turnovers a game and four assists per game. So overall, and, you know, he still is that vocal leader. Yeah. You know, we still don't have – I mean, he, he's leading as much as he can. The roster is just not good enough. Nah. Um, you know, he said we couldn't guard a, a stop sign. So, yeah, I'm I'm basically with you. Probably a, a BB plus. And I think when, they, when he gets traded, he'll kind of go into that, into that role as a – 
third option, second or third or fourth option, where right yeah. now he's the first guy. He's putting up a bunch of points. We're losing a lot of games. But I think he, he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. I think I think teams still are looking at what he's doing, and a lot of teams like maybe the Kings, we'll probably talk about it on, on, a, on the next episode, another episode like the Kings, maybe yeah. the Mavericks. Um, I feel like yeah. a lot of Western Western Conference teams are looking at Kuzma and seeing what he's doing and like, hey, we could use him. You know, he has championship pedigree. We could definitely use him for a playoff push. Yeah, I mean, I love what he's done with his organization the whole time he's been here. You know, he's definitely, I've said this before, that, he, you know, he became a complete player here in D.C. as opposed to a role guy in L.A. So, I love, you know, he's definitely turned into a complete player here in D.C. You know, he's definitely been a voice in the locker room. Um, The chemistry with him and Jordan Poole will get better. You know, you definitely see Jordan Poole. We're about to talk about him. But, um, you know, he's definitely more locked in. You know, he's definitely more focused. So I definitely think their relationship and their, and their chemistry is going to get better as, as the season goes on. But, you know, he's the, he's doing the best he can. I mean, this is not a very good team, obviously. Um, it's a rebuilding team. This team's <laughs> – so he's doing the best he can. But it's crazy how you mentioned, you know, a lot of people were upset about uh, signing him, even though, you know, the whole MO behind the signing was it was a team-friendly deal that eventually he's going to get moved. And then on the flip side, you got people that are upset that, like, oh, why are we always trade away our best players? Which is like, you knew what the MO was going in, man. So it's – but, you know, Kyle Kuzma has been great here in D.C., man. You know, he's turned into a fan favorite. Um, you know, you don't, don't mess off the court. You know, he's a professional. You know, comes in, he does his job. So I have no complaints about him, man. Like I said, efficiency and being too reliant on his jumper, man, is the biggest knock against him is that, you know, he, def- he definitely settles on his jumper way too much. Um, and then both him and Poole, they got to learn how to utilize the shot clock. You know, a lot of these three seconds, four seconds in the shot clock and shooting, is unacceptable in my opinion, but you know, overall, he has been great here in DC. But I definitely think that I, you know, we'll see at the deadline, but I definitely think in the all season, if not the next couple of years, man, you're going to see him getting dealt because there's going to be a contending team that's going to want to either another, you know, like you said, a fourth option or a third option or a guy that maybe come off the bench, even though I think he's a starter um, on most other teams. But you know, he definitely has value. So if anybody outside of ties, we can get a first four. It's going to be Kyle Kuzma. Like I said, we're going to talk about in future episodes, you know, the, the Kings, the Mavs, maybe the Pacers. There's a lot of fits out there. But he is definitely boosting that value, and he's definitely going to be an asset to another team who's trying to make a playoff run. So. Yeah, the Pacers are a good one, too. They, they reportedly said that they want to add an athletic wing to the team. Yeah. They just signed James Johnson or James – yeah, James Johnson, who's, an, who's a veteran, uh, <laughs> a, a long-time veteran in the league. So yeah, no. I can see I can see Kuz <laughs> on the Pacers playing really well with, with, with Halliburton and uh, – yeah. Uh, you know, Miles Turner, Matherin, and, yep. and those guys. I think he would play really well with those guys and, that, and pushing the pace. But, uh, yeah, I think we both agree on we're on a B plus, B yeah. range. I think that's a good grade for him. I think that's pretty fair overall. So uh, we're going to move on to Tyus and Jordan Poole. Before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Uh, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week. All season long, whether you whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Brandon, uh, we'll go with Tari Eason. Actually, uh, I think Tari Eason got injured. We'll go with James Wiseman, your guy, James Wiseman. Brandon, <laughs> Isaiah Stewart is hurt, and James Wiseman has produced the last two games. Confidence in him is low, but the numbers and opportunity appear to be there. Um, I know James Wiseman did have a pretty good game the other night, especially with Jalen Duran being out as well. Uh, this is James Wiseman's opportunity to shine for sure. 
Also, Malachi Branham seems set to be a starter for the Spurs for the short term at least, and he has flashed some increased passing skills, increasing his fantasy viability. Also, check out Grayson Allen with Bradley Bill. Uh, again, Bradley Bill has barely played this year. Allen should see strong minutes and a nice increased usage role for the next few weeks. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship in eBay Motors. Knows a championship team is about to is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. If uh, also make sure you guys check out eBay Motors with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED high, high headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices. You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, make sure you guys check out Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts at Locked On plus our national shows. Covering every league, go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so let's move on to Jordan Poole, who's been a polarizing player for sure. He's gotten booed in the beginning of the season. He's starting to get more comfortable and put some more consistent games together as of late as uh, he did hit uh, eight threes the other night against the Kings. Um, what are your thoughts on Jordan Poole, and uh, what grade would you give him so far? Man, interesting. Um yeah, he's definitely been polarizing, right? Uh, <laughs> when we first acquired him from Golden State, I thought that maybe he could be, you know, if not, I'm not I don't want to say face, but definitely a part of the foundation going forward of the rebuild. You know, he's a young talent, hasn't hit his, you know, he hasn't hit that ceiling yet. You know, he still he hasn't his prime yet. You know, he can definitely play in his league. He can definitely score. And, you know, it, it quickly changed. And, you know, you know, he's made a lot of mistakes, you know, a lot of immature mistakes, you know, the I mean, you know, certain situations of immaturity has shown. Uh, shot selection has been abysmal. You know, he, you know, being Hollywood, you know, getting blocked. You know, he, he's been humbled on many occasions by the likes of Christoph Bazingas and many other players. So, but I'll say this. I think it's a transition for him. And I'm saying that why is because, you know, you came from a situation where I, I believe that he was kind of shielded from a lot of the veteran guys. When, you know, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, <laughs> Draymond Green kind of humbled him a little bit. But, um, <laughs> You know, he kind of got shielded where, you know, his uh, his personality, you know, his immaturity didn't show as much, even though now it's coming out all the time. So and, you know, you go from a situation where they're a perennial contender to a situation where his team's a rebuild and you're not going to be very good. You got to be that guy where, you know, you're not a, a fourth or fifth option. You're a number one or number two option. So a lot of responsibility was put on his shoulders. And he's a young guy. Um, and I think it's taken a while for him to kind of acclimate to his situation in D.C., and now you see him locked in. So do I think his play will get better? Do, do, will his chemistry with Kyle Kuzma get better? Yes, I think he will. I think you're going to see a, a guy who's a lot more locked in, ready to play. Uh, he can definitely score. 
you know, he can definitely score the rock. I mean, he just when he's locked in, he shows some professionalism, really works on his craft. I still think he's going to be a really good player in this league. Now, is he part of the future going forward? You know, there's been reports that the organization didn't view him as a piece going forward. You know, he thought in his mind that he was it was his team. So we'll see, man. Um, improved play can change perspectives, right? You know, if you see him improve his play, which I think he will, you're going to see a different player towards the deadline. Now, I don't think he's going to be dealt. I think if they, if he is dealt, it would be in the offseason or forward. I don't think he's going to be dealt the deadline. They're going to they're going to see what they have in him. And I think they should, man. Um, because like I said, it, he's a young guy. He you know he he has to acclimate to what's going on. To where again, he went from a team that's trying to challenge to a team that is not going to be very good. And you went from being a fourth or fifth option to being a number one or number two option and having responsibility that hasn't always been on his shoulders. It takes time to really acclimate to that. So I think he's still going to be solid. I, I, I would really like to see him get closer to 20 plus as far as, because right now he's at 17.4 points a game. So I definitely want to see his uh, points per game go up. And I think it will. So great. I, I feel, <laughs> I don't know if I feel bad, but, I want to say C minus, but I'm gonna give him a C. And the reason for that, you know, he has had his bouts of being Hollywood and being humbled, uh, being immature. You know, uh, people getting videos of him not paying attention in, in at timeouts and stuff like that. But he's locking in, and he's trying to show people w- what he can do, and he's trying to show people that he can be that guy. And it says a lot to me. So I'm gonna give him a C. He has a lot of room for improvement. You know, efficiency has to get better. Um, I said it before, man. He, he's got to get better with utilizing the shot clock. You cannot go down the floor and, and shoot, a, shoot a jumper two seconds in the shot clock, man. You're not taking advantage of possessions, and it's just he's got to get better with that. Um, I want to see him with the ball a lot more. You know, I think he's not as good as he is off ball with on, with the ball in his hands. So I definitely want to see him have the ball in his hands a lot more. And I think at a deadline, you might see him be moved into the point guard position because, you know, Ty definitely has value. He will be dealt. Uh, Delon, maybe we'll see, but I, I want to see what he could do at point guard going forward. I do really do, but I, I'm hoping I hope, man. I like Jordan Poole. You know, like I said, you know, the young guy. You know, him and Trudy shows sometimes, but he's starting to lock in, and I think he's you're gonna see a different player as the season goes on. A hundred percent. Just looking, you brought up the point guard situation where you know he has he's looked better at times with the ball in his hands. Uh, right now, looking at the play by play on uh, Basketball Reference. He's played point guard 18% of the time, but 78% of the time he's played shooting guard, of course, because yeah. Tyus Jones is going to be the main point guard out there. Um, there have been times where Jordan Poole has had the ball in his hands, and he's still kind of just been um, kind of just, you know, loose with the basketball, band decision-making, shot, you know, shot selection. You brought that up, too. The shot selection has been uh, frustrating at times and head-scratching. You know, the shots in the full moments where he got blocked by Porzingis. Uh, the game, I can't remember which game exactly, but he shot a three really early in the shot clock. It was yeah. very unnecessary. Went off the backboard. That was a frustrating shot. Um, you know, the beginning of the season where he was getting booed, he was airballing. Uh, just the turnovers. Right now he's 17th in the league in turnovers. You know, we talked about that before the season started because that was a problem that he had in Golden State was turning the ball over. But, you know, he's a, he's a he's, he's so talented. He's a good passer. Yes, this season so far has been disappointing for him. Yeah, it's a new role. is It's a different team where you know he's a number one, number two guy. Where it was Golden State, it's more than number three, number four coming off the bench. Games without Steph, he did play well, but I think he's starting to pick off his pick up his stride and get more comfortable. He had eight threes against the Kings, thirty points. Still was a loss. 
Um, but I, I think he's getting more comfortable. Still inconsistent. Uh, defensively, he'll just never be that guy. You know, he's, he's yeah. he'll never he'll just never be that guy. Him and Tyus, both those guys, they're they're probably probably the a top or one of the worst defensive backcourts in the league for sure. Um, but but they're they're starting to get their chemistry and play better together for sure. So um, I want to see him get to the rim more instead of settling for threes and step back yeah. threes. I want to see him do that because he can get to the free throw line, man. That that preseason game against the Knicks, I was excited, man. When he put up forty one, like he got to the free throw line so much, he couldn't be stopped, and we just didn't see that guy. We didn't see a guy playing with confidence. He was taking bad shots. He wasn't sure of himself, missing easy shots that he that he usually takes, and um, throwing lollipop passes, not coming to the basketball, just lackadaisical effort, not showing one hundred percent effort. So that was the most frustrating thing. That's why I think a lot of fans were frustrated with him and uh, booing him because he just wasn't showing maximum effort. He, he wasn't shooting the ball well. But overall, I'm I'm giving him that C range just because of the ugly start. I know some some people would give him like an F, but he's starting to play a lot better. Yeah. And I think um they're start I think Wes is starting to figure out like and the whole thing with the him not looking at the clipboard. We've come a long I feel like we've come a long way yeah. from that. He's more locked in. He's paying attention to the plays. There's no more clips of him, you know, just not focusing or anything like that. Um so I I think he's progressing from that. Now it's unfortunate yeah. that you know that was a focal point in the beginning, him not focusing, him throwing the ball off the backboard of Kuzma. But I think right now he's starting to lock in and focus in, and Wes is starting to get him. Wes is starting to figure it out to ways to get him in the best position, coming off the screens, getting the ball, being the point guard at times. Him and Ty is kind of staggering. Who's going to bring the ball up and whatnot? So um, I give him a C. The last I'll, the last ten games, I'll give him like a B minus. Still, some of the shot selection is frustrating, but. I think overall as a C. If he would have kept playing like he did those first couple games where he was, you know, kind of making silly mistakes here and there, it, it kind of was, was going to be in that F range. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. I mean, it wouldn't look good at one point, man. You know, you just saw a lot of issues. But he's trying to get locked in. And I hope, I hope that – look, I hope, I hope that he could be part of this team going forward, man. He has a lot of talent. Yeah, he's not even close to his prime yet, man. You know, I think he can't be an asset. It's just he's got to prove that. Like I said, you know, he's a young guy. Um, he got excited about coming into a team where, you know, he is that one or two number two option. So, yeah, a little Hollywood. I get it. He's excited, but he's a young guy. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's very young. So he's he's more locked in. You know, I definitely see the chemistry with Kyle Kuzma getting better. And I don't have too many concerns, to be honest with you. Yeah, he has to be more efficient. Absolutely. Um, he has to not settle for jumpers as much. He'll definitely drive the lane more, try to draw more fouls, get to the free throw line. But. I think he'll get there. You know, I, I definitely think he will. So, yeah, man, I'm right around the C range, man. Like I said, if, if we would have had this conversation probably a couple of weeks ago, man, I mean, it probably <laughs> would have been an F. Let's be real, man. But I think he's coming along well, man. I think he will he will get better as, as the season goes, man. You're going to see an improved Jordan Poole. So, I, you know, I like I said, I'm a big fan of man. So hopefully, you know, he could be that guy going forward for us. And if not, hopefully he boosts his value where we can send him somewhere where he can be that focal point. So Right. Yeah, I, I think – and then the whole article came out where it was saying that he uh, was brought here to be traded. You know, and we had the conversation like, could he be the yeah. franchise? Be a franchise guy? I think we figured out that at this point, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's definitely you know going to get traded eventually, but um, but I think as far as his NBA career, man, he's going to be all right. You know, once he locks yeah. in and figures out who he is as a player, then he'll be just fine, man. You know, he definitely will. I still think he could be an all star in the future. So. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. To, um, I'm going to talk to you all about BetterHelp. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. And with the holidays coming along, um, you know, you got Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. You know, it's definitely a time for families to get together and exchange gifts. But there's no greater gift than, than you know, a peace of mind, right? Uh, me personally, I have never been um, a patron of BetterHelp, but I am a strict believer in talking to somebody, you know, definitely figuring your problems out. Somebody who's been through many things in my life, um, I definitely, definitely think that BetterHelp would be an asset for anybody who's trying to get help. So if you're thinking about giving, uh, starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Like I said, I know people who have utilized BetterHelp. Me personally, I haven't, but man, I'm definitely a believer in it because I've seen changes in other people that I know. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So that is big, right? So just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. All right. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp. H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. So again, I definitely recommend it, man. You know, peace of mind is very important. So definitely give the gift of a peace of mind this holiday. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, sir. We're gonna we're gonna do Tyus another day, so we're gonna move on to the preview against the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, just looking at the Blazers' record right now, they are seven and 19, 14 in the NBA Western Conference. They just drafted Scoot Henderson. Oh yeah, uh, they brought in DeAndre Ayton. They have Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons. Of course, they traded away Damian Lillard in the uh, blockbuster trade over the season, over this offseason. Uh, so they made a lot of moves. They're in rebuilding mode as well. They got Chauncey Billups as their head coach. So uh, they got a lot of moving parts. Malcolm Brogdon is on the roster too. Oh, yeah. So uh, Chris Murray, uh, Keegan Murray's little brother. So they the record doesn't show, um, reflect what they have. I, I still think they're a, a, a sneaky, talented team. Yeah. But they're just not ready to compete for the playoffs at all right now. Yeah, I mean they have a lot of talent. I'm trying to tell you, they have a lot of talent. I mean, you, I mean Anthony Simons, man, averaging 25 points a game. Scoot Henderson, you know, Scoot hasn't played up to his draft position, but I think he's gonna be all right, man. He's got weight. It's kind of like you talk about Jordan Poole. I mean, he's got too much talent not to be good, man. You know, Scoot mm-hmm. Henderson definitely is gonna be solid going forward. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, a vet uh, combo guard. I mean, Jeremy Grant, DeAndre Ayton, I mean, T. Stiebel, Jar- uh, Jabari Parker, or Parker, we don't have him, Walker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they have a lot of talent on here. Shaden Sharp is definitely got to look out for, man. He is going to be a parental all-star in the next couple of years, man, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, how would I attack this team, man? Um, they like to run. You know, they're a team that likes to push the pace, man. So transition defense and communicating on uh, transition defense is, is going to be key, man. We have to get down to court. We've got to get set. We've got to know our assignments. We've got to communicate. You know, we got to rotate. We've got to, you know, you know, shooters on the perimeter. That's nothing. They have shooters, man. You know, Jeremy Grant can't shoot. Uh, Shaden Sharp is a shooter. Anthony Simon is a shooter. 
I mean, Brogdon can shoot. I mean, you know, the list goes on. They have guys who can definitely threaten you on the perimeter. Um, another matchup, like I feel like we say this every game, is uh, Gafford versus DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, man, can ball a little bit. You know, he is averaging around 10 rebounds a game. So um, I'm not going to say he's revitalized himself in Portland because, you know, he, he, he's kind of – he is what he is type of player, right? He's a guy at center where he's not going to spread the floor too much and he's not going to wow you with athleticism, but he's a guy who's going to do his job. And so I definitely want to see how Gafford plays against Aiden, man, because Aiden can definitely rebound the ball. So this is a team that likes to score, likes to run. Um, we've, we've got to communicate. We've got to do better on defense. I mean, if we want a chance to beat them, we have to communicate. We have to defend that perimeter, man. We cannot be slow on rotating out. We can't be slow closing out the shooters because they've been tagging us up all year long with close, with slow closeouts. So we've got to get better, you know, get in the passing lanes, you know. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at leadership. You know, Kyle Kuzma, Tyus Jones being the point guard, Definitely had to communicate better. Know your assignments down the court, and we'll see. You know, like I said, Aiden is going to is going to rebound. So you know, for for everybody betting, definitely put your bet on Aiden man, for ten plus <laughs> rebounds. Just saying, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see Gaff kind of step up, man. See what Gaff can do against Aiden. Aiden is a stronger center, so we'll see. So yeah, I think that it could be a winnable game. But like you said, E, I don't think their record really depicts how talented they are. They're really under the radar. Um, really young team where I think in the next two to three years, they really can make noise in the Western Conference. And I said that against, you know, I said that about the Pistons in the Eastern Conference and they're the worst team in the NBA. So we'll see, <laughs> man. But <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of talent. Shane Sharp, man, is one player to spotlight. Mm-hmm. He could play. I mean, he is a Skywalker, man, who's definitely going to drive the lane with some power. So. Mm. Yeah, so there's breaking news that Shane Sharp is ruled out for the game tomorrow with an adductor injury, so he will not be playing. But, so no Skywalker tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so the Wizards gonna break. I actually feel like this is a very winnable game. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I don't want to go out here and and say they're gonna win, but I actually think they're gonna win. I actually think the Commanders are gonna win. Call me crazy. I think the Commanders. Are oh Lord. So I, I know you gotta. You might have to check my cup right now. But I think the Wizards are gonna win tomorrow night. I think the Commanders are gonna beat the Jets. Uh, I think you know. I think it's it's the 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 Blazers are a talented team. Uh, just looking at some of their numbers right here, they turn the ball over a lot. They're 27th in turnovers. They're second in steals. So they get a lot of steals, so we yeah. got to take care of the basketball. Of course, Tyus does that. Um, Tyus has done a great job these last couple of games, so he's got to keep it up. He's he's going to be a key uh, part. But stopping Simons, you, he's yeah. going to put up a lot of points on the Wizards for sure. Last year, he ate, he hit eight threes against the Wizards in one game. That was insane. And then Aiton, you brought up the matchup between Aiton and Gafford. That's going to be a huge matchup. Aiton has played better the last couple games. He just came back off an injury. He had a good game against the Suns. He was motivated against the Suns. So I want to see how Gafford plays against Aiton. It's going to be a physical matchup. There are times where Aiton's a little inconsistent as well as we've seen. That's why the Suns traded him away because, you know, he's been inconsistent in the past for sure. But um, the Blazers, they don't shoot the three ball well, but teams that usually shoot the ball well against us. They get to the free throw line well, and they shoot the free throw. They shoot their free throws well. Um, they're seventh in free throw percentage. They're 29th in points per game. Uh, Scoot Henderson, he's been inconsistent, but Malcolm Brogdon has been a good veteran. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Scoot Henderson's game, but he, he's been a little inconsistent. And it's to be expected as a rookie as well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they turn the ball over a lot. So yeah. let's see if we can get some deflections. Bilal can get his hands in the passing lanes, create some deflections, same thing with Denny. Let's see if we can um, force turnovers and turn that into points. So that's going to be a big thing there, getting back on defense, defending the three-point line as well. Uh, so those are those are going to be the keys for me. Just moving the basketball as well. I think this is this is a game where um, Kuzma can have a big game. Jordan Poole can have a big game. Same thing with Tyus. 
Uh, and let's see if Denny has a bounce back game too. He's been inconsistent yeah. offensively with Shaden Sharp being out. Jeremy Grant, I can't forget about him too. He's been filling it up as well. So they have some guys that can get, put the ball into the basket. That's one thing I'll say. Their offensive rating is 27th right now. They just don't have any cohesion right now because they're a rebuilding team right now, just like us. Um, but I, I think they're 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 kind of a, a team that that can can be dangerous and and upset some of the better teams in the league because they, they have talent. But yeah, my keys to, keys to development for sure. Bilal defense. I want to see yep. him force some turnovers. Yep. Steals deflections. Same thing with Denny. If Denny's offensive game isn't going, I want to see him get other guys involved, get other guys open, which I, he has been doing. He's been passing the ball well, rebounding, contributing in, in other ways. Yeah, I mean, looking at the stats, man. Here's the thing: they like to push the pace, but they are 29th in NBA points per game and 20, uh, 30th in assists. So mm-hmm. they rely too much on athleticism, you know, they, 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 as opposed to ball movement. So I think that if we're, if we really get active defensively, I think we have a chance. I definitely think I, I'm with you. I think we do is a winnable game. I'm with you. And I'll talk about the commanders and Jesse. <laughs> I want to yeah. say we have a chance, man. I want to say it, mm-hmm. but I, I'm with you, man. I think it's a, a definitely a winnable game for uh, the commanders, man. So yeah, it's a winnable game. We'll see um, a lot of young talent, but I mean, another matchup, you know, Thibault and Denny, you know, um, both are defensive guys who, you know, they both can shoot three, but I want to see what he can do against defensive guys. See if he'll drive more, you know, be more aggressive in the offensive end against Thibault, man. But another matchup, you know, Jamie Grant and Kyle Kuzma. You know, they're both similar, you know, players. So I think that this is a really good – I hate to say mission stick, man, because we're both trash. But, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're both similar teams on how we're built. You know what I mean? So, but Scooter Henderson and uh, Anthony Simons, man, that's going to be tough for Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole. This is a tough cover, man, because they can move. They can drive. They can shoot. And like I said, Scoot, I'm with you, E. He's young. He's a rookie. He's still acclimating. And that's why I said, you know, I'm a fan of him. But when these guys that play for the Ignite and play for – you know, the G League teams, man, the competition, it says a lot. And, you know, his his transition to the NBA has been a little slower because of the competition level. So I think when he finds his feet, really acclimates to um, him base speed, man, he'll be all right, man. But in the future, man, watch out. Because Scoot, man, he can play. Just I'm with you. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So my prediction, I, I'm, I'm actually going to predict him to win this game. Yep, I'm going to predict a win. I think it's going to be a close <laughs> win. I'm going to say 111 to 107. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say that we beat the Jets 17 to 14. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. I mean, I, I want the Commanders to get the best draft pick as possible, so I kind of want them to lose. But if they win, you know, it is what it is on that. So we yeah, want to thank you guys for watching and listening. Make sure you guys make make sure you guys check out. Uh, make th- I just want to thank you guys for making us the first your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys check out Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering this top sports stories of the day with local experts on Lock- of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to, their, to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.